diving right into the segment as we have been talking about singleness and dating and the pathway to purity. Um, we have been going into this progress uh, talking about what it looks like uh, to be single, what it looks like to actually uh, have a mindset towards purity and wholeness, and also what it looks like to date. And so we're going to be actually talking about dating in this segment. Uh, for the first two or three segments, we've been talking about singleness and the mindset behind that and how God has allowed us to be single. Um, in fact, we talked about godly contentment in 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 11, uh, where it says godly contentment is great gain. And so we talked about that. And so what we're going to be talking about in this segment is the dating side of things. So what does it look like to step into what we call courtship? That is the biblical terminology for dating is courtship. The Western culture calls it dating, but their side of things is very different. So, of course, as we know, um, the Western culture has ruined a lot of biblical principles. And so, we're really going to talk about that. It is the, it is the Roman society, it is the Greek mythology type mindset, um, and, and theology as well. Um, that really pushes towards immorality. Uh, you find that in the Roman culture and even in uh, those ancient cultures back then, uh, marriage was very different as well as dating was very different. And so in Judaism, courtship was a moment where the two families joined together. And you found that there was more communication about what the marriage would look like and the planning behind that. There was a lot of emphasis on the couple staying pure. So in other words, when they uh, became betrothed, which is the biblical terminology betrothed, that means that was the, that was the courtship. So in other words, this is going to be your husband, this is going to be your wife. Now maintain purity. And so after betrothal, you found that there was a seven, seven to eight day period where the, the future bride and the future uh, groom stayed apart. So they were not physically together. They didn't stay in the same house. They didn't live together. They were both at their parents' places. They were still building. They would see each other, but only around family and friends. And so during that time, uh, you found that the Bible talks about, it says during that time, if the female, as well as the male, but it was more towards the female, if the female was found to have stayed pure during those seven to eight day trial period, then they would move forward with the marriage. Okay, And I allude to this because this is where you find it talking about Joseph and Mary. If you read Matthew um, and Luke, this is this type of uh, talk is talked about because during the betrothal period of Mary and Joseph, the Bible says that Mary, um, not knowing a man, but she was found to be with child. And this is why, because a lot of people read this during the Christmas season and they say, oh, well, Joseph was going to put her away. 
but we have to understand why he was going to put her away is because the bible says during that time they were betrothed they were courting still and so this is why the bible says the angel of the lord appeared to joseph and said do not find it strange to take her as your what as your wife now because what is in her is of the holy ghost see and so the bible says so he married her still and brought her into the marriage and so he was going to the bible says put her away quietly because he respected her and he understood that it was not her fault but he just didn't understand it until that prophetic dream and so the bible says the angel of the lord appeared to him in the dream and said do not be afraid do not find it strange to take her as your wife now because she needs you she needs a husband she needs a covering because what is developing in her is of the holy ghost and he says she would bring forth a firstborn son she'll call his name jesus because he will be the savior of his people and so so we kind of get a background look at betrothal we get a background look on uh on marriage that is what marriage is and so you have betrothal period then you have the marriage and then of course you have um a lot of the marriage ceremony which back then in the in the judaic times was very long you had a long uh, betrothal you had a long engagement as well as a long wedding ceremony and it was a beautiful thing and so so i say all of that to say this that when you go into those areas of, of learning about what marriage really looks like to god and then now what it looks like in the western culture things have changed now you have two people that are meeting they seem to be attracted to one another and all of a sudden we get immediately into the area of sexuality and intimacy and neither of them have met their families no one even knows who this person is and then all of a sudden the young lady according to western culture brings the guy after she has either had intimacy with him or not and just brings him to the family and says hey i'm marrying you and the family gets no say so the family has no idea who the person is they don't even know if his family is is believers and so you have all this mess going on and then out of all of that you find sometimes that the young lady or the man they end up getting intimate but then they decide you know what it's just not working for me and then they leave so now you have heartbrokenness you have betrayal you have all this stuff going on and the and the answer that the western culture gives is oh well, hey you know it's just another fish in the sea and it's like no that's not courtship courtship is is families coming together units coming together and talking about and discussing both in prayer and in fasting because that was the second thing is back then spirituality in the marriage was the core this is why joseph receiving that dream from god why is because even though it is not alluded in scripture he was praying about it god what should i do i have this young lady that i love i want to marry her but i'm stuck and so god speaks to him in a vision and ha- and helps him to move forward with the marriage vow so so there's this thing where god was at the center of everything both in visions and in dreams on family side and on her you know everything was together to where it was on one accord it was in unison 
and God got the glory out of it. And so, so that's what we have to look at is that if you want to go into dating, and in this next segment, we're actually going to be getting into some scripture, but I just want to build this for you guys that if you want to get into dating, there is a biblical way of doing it, and there's a natural way of doing it. If you want to go the natural way, you will stumble and fall. You will always stumble and fall. But if you go the biblical way, there is a way that you are shielding and protecting yourself from from beguiling, from manipulation, um, and from temptation. In those in that in the in, in the respect of that word, uh, not to say that you won't be tempted, but you won't fall, because the Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord, and so God will order your steps in that way to where you do not fall, uh, and He takes care of His own. So, so as we boil this down, part of our um, part of our tradition, as I have done before, is I will take questions, and so uh, uh, as we've been doing this segment, I put out some questions um, online for those who were asking about dating and what it would look like to date, and so. I'm going to be reading some of those questions and then answering them here live. So uh, let's just get into that. So we have at least three questions. One of them is from a guy in Atlanta, and he wrote in and said, um, I am in a dating relationship. Um, I've been in this relationship for about three years, and it has gotten very, very intimate. And his question is, uh, what should I do? Should I leave or should I stay? And then he kind of gives some examples of people telling him, his friends telling him that it's okay. Um, my, my answer to that and my counsel to you, sir, is that you, you should consider this. Uh, number one, there is two factors of leaving a relationship, okay? Number one, just like it is in the factors of marriage, there's only two factors. Number one is if it is so much so that you cannot say no. Okay, if she is putting a bind on you, that she's always physical with you, and she's always touching you, and there's just no boundaries, then there is reason not to just run away in that respect, unless you have to, and we have biblical accounts of that, Joseph and many others who just literally fled from it and said, you know what, he's not going to do it. But those were different circumstances. Joseph was fleeing because the woman was already married. And so there was a binding hold on that relationship. And so he said, "I'm." He said, who am I to actually lay with you when your husband is my boss? So there was a lot of factors behind why he just left. And so so that's number one. So there's, there's reasons for leaving if there is a physical situation going on where that person is already in a relationship and she's after you. And so biblically, you can leave. The Bible says flee from, from those things. Um, the second factor is, um, so that's number one. If you're, if you're hearing this, uh, number one, if the person, if this person that you're talking about, if she is in a relationship, bolt, just leave. 
because she's dishonoring her relationship and she's trying to get after you okay and not only that but the correction for you sir is you shouldn't even be in relationship with her if she's with someone else so that's one factor second factor is if she's not so in other words both of you guys are single and you're just together and there is a lot of this going on you need to sit her down and explain as a man of god if you are okay um, if if you are a believer you need to sit her down and explain integrity to her explain that hey i know that we are attracted to one another i know that we like one another but this is where i'm going to go with it i'm going to make a covenant and a vow to you i'm not going to do that with you until we're married you have to voice it why it's because the man has the greater voice in the relationship because you are the priest of the home and you are the covering of that home okay god looks to the man to do that and so you set in place what the relationship is going to look like in western society as we've been talking about um they have put it on the woman to set the tone for the relationship that is backwards the man sets the tone for the relationship and so so i i i would encourage you sir to to do that uh to maintain your integrity and to be boisterous about that use your voice as a man and as a man of god to to hone in on that relationship because number 1 you don't want to lose her but if you do and she just doesn't want to yield then you have found out why she wants to be around you that means she's just after sex and then for you as a man as a believer if you are a believer then that's a no go so okay then we're done so, so there's only two factors of leaving a relationship okay and so so again number 1 is if the person is in a relationship then that's a no go that means you you should leave and then number 2 um if she continues to push you in this area of intimacy and she does not want to yield um to integrity then it's a no go so okay then I'm then I'm done then you can go your way and I go my way I'm not going to hate you. I'm not going to hate you I'm not going to disrespect you but I'm not going to disrespect myself either um and so So I hope that helps you. I hope that helps you kind of to balance those things. Uh question number 2. Uh we are uh we are moving right along. Uh question number 2. This is from a young lady in Los Angeles. Uh she writes in and she says I've been married. So this is a marriage question. I've been married for 4 years. Uh our, me and my husband have three children and we have been feeling dry in our area of intimacy and i've been tempted lately of looking at other guys what do you say um well that should be obvious but i'll just answer it anyway in honor of the question um when so let's go a little step back so since you're married um marriage is twofold Paul talks about he says that if a married couple is to refrain from intimacy he says let there be for one reason and one reason only and he said and that is if you are agreeing not to be intimate because either of you are fasting or praying for a certain reason 
So in other words, if one of you is seeking the face of God for a particular reason, then this is then there's an agreement of separating to where you are not intimate for that reason. And he says, but do not let it be too long. So so my encouragement is if you feel like the marriage is getting a little dry or you feel like your husband is just not being intimate with you, then that's a, a conversation to have with him. Say, hey, is there a reason that you don't want to? Is there a reason? Is it me or what's going on? Have that conversation because it's necessary. Um, it's necessary for the children um, because they need to see and hear me when I say see. They need to see that mom and dad love each other. Okay, So in other words, they need to see you guys hugging. They need to see you guys holding hands. And if you're telling me that there is no, there's no, everything's just kind of getting dry or there's none of those things, if I'm reading your question correctly, then what my suggestion is to really sit down and talk. And if you have not done that, please do. Because um, there should be no reason, Paul says, he said, accept that reason. He said, there should be no reason for, uh, for a couple not to be intimate. He said, because your body is not your own anymore. See that? And so, so physical affection is necessary to keep the fire of the marriage burning. And if that is not the case, then, then this is where you find the temptation, which I will speak on your second half of your letter then that's where the temptation comes from to say okay well maybe i should look at look elsewhere that's the enemy and you have to catch yourself in that but i understand the pressure that you're feeling because that's going to happen that if you're not getting it at home then the enemy automatically is going to say then you can get it somewhere else and so so number one i would say to talk to your husband sit him down and talk about this and then number two i would bring in either if you guys are believers, bring in a pastor to pray for you to where you feel covered and even bring in some uh, some ladies around yourself to get some mentorship in that area of staying pure in your marriage. Um, the Bible says in the abundance of counsel does a person go to war. And so you can't war against this thing unless you really get people around you that are speaking life into your relationship and into your marriage. And so, so I would encourage you to do that. Uh, so I, I hope that makes sense. And then question number three, this is our last one, and then we're gonna take a break and go into our next segment. Um, question number three, um, this is from um, a young man in Idaho. He says, um, I have been dating this young lady for two weeks. Uh, we met online. And he says that he feels um, she is not who she is saying that she is. She says that she's a believer, but when I talk about my faith in Jesus, she shuns the conversation. What should I do? Oh boy. So, um, this is gonna sound very brash, um, but I'm just gonna be real with you. Uh, when it comes to online stuff, young man, you are going to run into that. You're just going to. Um, that's just a given. You're going to run into stuff where people are going to say whatever they want to say, and again, forgive my brashness, but they'll say whatever they want to say to get into your pants. That's just how 
the Western culture is, as I've been talking about it. This is how the Western culture is. You meet somebody, run into the bed, and then talk about it later. And it's like, no, those things need to be talked about first before we go into anything else. And so if she's saying that she's a believer, I would press her on those things. And to answer the last bit of your question, if she's shying away from those conversations, then ask her why. Say, hey, I keep talking to you about my faith. Why are you running? Just call her out. I mean, because it's online. It's not like, you know, she can run anywhere, (laughs) you know, in that respect. So just call her and say, hey, I've been talking to you about my faith. You said that you're a believer. You know, so this is why we actually talk. Why are you running? And then not only that, but if you continue to run, I'm done. Because guess what? That's easy. A lot of online stuff, it's easy to just really block it to where that's not a, a part of your life. So I don't know if you guys have physically met already, if it's still an online thing or it's still ongoing. If it's still online and she just doesn't want to respond to those things, then just block it. Okay, And then I will go as far as to say this to you, young man. Um, try this. Don't do the online thing. Okay, And I'm not going to, you know, there's a thing where it says, you know, don't missionary date. Um, that is a factor that is very true but at the same time God has a family okay with the family of God and so if you continue to pursue Jesus okay let's say you're in church and I hope that you are in church that you're following the Lord and that you're in a body of community and family um, as you are running this race towards Jesus and towards his face um, if there is a young lady in the body of Christ that is doing the same thing and God is going to bring you guys together, I pray that that happens because if you are not careful, you will get your heart hurt um, when you go the online route. You really do. Now, there are those that it happens, that they're online and they meet someone and it's real. And I have testimonies where uh, men and women of God have actually met each other online. And so, so I'm not going to say that it's out of that realm, but I've seen more than not where it has hurt people as well as their faith. Um, and so I would just encourage you that if this is the dry spell that you're seeing, just put it away and just pursue Jesus. Okay. And this is why we're talking about singleness. So if you're so um, feeling lonely, then there's you should be praying about that so okay god why am i feeling wrong um and there there should there needs to be some contentment there in your relationship with god pursue him pursue him with all of your heart and he will be found of you and in that finding if it is his will that you're married if it's his will that you are in a relationship he will make it evident and he will make it known to you and so so that's what i would encourage you so uh, I would say that's kind of a no-go, so it'll be a no for me. Um, and in that, just kind of say, hey, you know what? If you keep running from this, this is going to be a part of my life. And if this is not what's, what you want in your life, I'm done. And, and you, you should end that um, before you get yourself hurt. So bless you guys. Thank you guys for writing in. Um, this will be the end of this segment. Uh, we're going to be heading into the next one, so stay tuned. God bless you.